Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 55. And as I prepare this podcast, I felt really called. <laughs> Let's be clear. Uh, the messaging was like, you need to share this information. So I feel called to comment on the number 55 because it's repeating numbers. And we know repeating numbers are angel numbers. We recognize a repeating number as a sign from the unseen that we are on our proper path, even if, and especially if, it seems that path is weird, odd, off, slow, funky, or clunky. In this moment, we're receiving the message to keep going. We're not alone. We're on the proper path. (laughs) Our benevolent ancestors, guides, guardian angels, and higher self are here with us. Keep going. So five is the number of change. Now, change, it's not good or bad, right? It's the value we put on it. It's just a number. It's just this energy of shift, okay? It simply signifies the winds of change, they be a blowing. So what was either not working is shifting, right? Because it's just, it's just not working anymore. And again, that doesn't have to be bad. It just is. Okay. Or 55, five signals a need for change that we need to put some effort into shifting the tide. Okay. So you have one number as it stands alone when it's in repetition and amplifies that energy. So this is a significant number of change. If we start to head even further down the road of numerology, you have five plus five, which equals 10, which is fresh starts and new beginnings. This is the one amplified. There's power here, right? The one is the I am, I can, and that zero amplifies anything that it sits next to. It is the cosmic egg of infinite potential and untapped potential. So that one amplified. I am, I can, and the universe supports me, my expansion, and the changes at hand, okay? So this moves us into, I trust the changes at hand. Life is happening with me, not to me, and I am in active co-creatorship with these changes, If you want to take that little tidbit and use it as a mantra, if it's resonating with you, please do. If you want to take it even farther and use it to tap with, oh yes, maybe that's something I need to make for the Unicorn Wellness Studio Library. Um, There just seems to be extra magic and messaging for us in this episode. Other little things perked up in the prep and they're going to make their way through. So shameless plug, 
This podcast is brought to you by unicornwellnessstudio.com. When you're ready to focus on personal magic through everyday self-care, Pilates, meditation, energetic healing, monthly new and full moon tarot readings, astrology and magic tutorials, plus a beautifully connected community that is always there to support you to be in process so that you are never alone because no healing happens in a vacuum. Or rather, it's really easy to be healed in a vacuum, (laughs) but we need to be in community and connection in order to test it. Yes, to trigger it and to move through it for the better. Unicornwellnessstudio.com has been serving the open-hearted magic makers from the woo-woo curious to full-fledged identifying witches since 2013. Okay. And a little extra shameless plug. If you join or come back as a member in January, depending on when you're listening to this, you will receive a bonus, which is access to my healing protocols series for the lifetime of your membership. Now, this is $150 retail value of free. So details are at the link below in the show notes. If you ever have questions about these offers, you can always reach out to me in email or on Instagram, Tandy underscore Gutierrez. Now, on to the show. I wish I knew the Muppet theme well enough to sing it to you because that's what I'm feeling right now. Um, Aquarius season runs January 20th through February 17th, 2024. And this episode offers our tarot forecast for these dates. This episode may have more weight or significance if you are an Aquarius native and have your sun rising and or moon in this sign. And I'm being called to add in this episode. So like I said, there's just like extra magic just dabbled throughout that I was like, oh, okay. Um, This episode, this reading can be supportive to all of us through our natal chart as well. So if you know what house Aquarius sits in, in your personal astrological natal chart, the messaging was also pushing that this reading will lend guidance for those themes in this cycle, which that's always the case, but it's really, okay. So like full disclosure, Aquarius is in my seventh house. So I already know there's going to be a focus on my relationships. And so this one's pushing me that like, "Hmm, whatever card we pull today, just utilize that in terms of relationships and partnerships. Cool. Okay. So as always a big, big, thank you, my dear listener to you. Whether it's your first time or your 55th time listening, I am so happy to have you. I send you all my love and gratitude for leaning into the work and the space that I hold. It really is an honor. It really is noticed and appreciated, and it's not taken lightly. Friendly reminder for those listening, not in the Northern Hemisphere, the meteorological seasons may differ. But the energies of the tarot, the astrology, and the zodiac and channel guidance are all the same. So take what resonates, leave the rest. There are always magic sparks here for everyone, no matter your point on the globe. Now, let's get to our Aquarius frequency. So Aquarius in the tarot, in the major arcana, is represented by the star card. And in the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck, it's depicted by a nude female presenting human kneeling with one foot in water and the other foot on earth. 
They are holding two water vessels. They look like vases. They're pouring both in the pond into the water, that, that body of water, and onto the earth. Okay. Now, this is said to be calming waters to heal both the past and the present. I love this about this card. There are eight stars in the sky, and one is much larger than the other. So there's guidance here, right? This card traditionally offers us hope for the future and guidance to get there, hence the one star that's bigger than the others. It offers, so here's some little juicy tidbits about this card. Now, this isn't like a full deep dive. This is like a baby boo-boo dive into the uh, the star card. But like if you pull this card, it can offer beautification in the home or a dream living situation. Um, it can also herald harmonious relationships and good luck in career and money. The star is a healer. Um, this card says, be inspired. Dreams really can come true. It offers individuality expressed, greater authenticity of self-expression. It reveals or has an expansion of our unique gifts and talents. And because you know, the star is the healer. This can be healing qualities. This can be our clairs, clairsentience, clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance. So these are the psychic gifts, okay? And these talents could be either awakening, making themselves present and known when this card is pulled, or can have a quickening or an expansion of them. It offers alignment of your soul purpose tangibly expressed. So this one foot in the water, one foot on the land has these lovely themes and guidance and meaning of pulling the unseen right into the scene, the cosmic into the human. Okay. So the imbalance of this card is that, you know, we may be blinded by the magic dust and only be making wishes and be delusional about things uh, really coming to fruition on wishes and prayers only. You know, it's like mm, prayers alone ain't going to fix the situation here in the 3D incarnation. It's a call out, can be a call out that we may be lacking on practicality and patience and like humanness. It, it can lack a Tory in nature, like how's it going to hit the concrete? How's it going to be a real thing? right? Um, in order to get your dreams to become a reality. So this card in readings with me and for my community is always a call to embark or edit or check in with your life by design. Now, if you've been a listener here for a long time, clearly if you're a mentee, you know what I'm talking about. But life by design is an exercise um, that we really we live by around here, right? that if you had unlimited resources and zero responsibility. Now, it's a caveat, y'all. It's an exercise to get to where we're going. Um, this says, you know, what would your life look like then? Like, literally. And this is surprisingly, I mean, working with clients for 25 years, I am still constantly earnestly surprised by how challenging this exercise can be for people because this requires that we get into expansive imagination. I mean, 
here we go, Aquarian, like way out there, futuristic things that seem to be improbable or impossible and like super weird. But our life by design is a, a creative exercise first of imagination. If you had all the resources you needed and zero restrictions, what does your fantasy life look like? Okay. Now that doesn't mean we can just wish it and it arrives and it doesn't mean it's fully attainable. Let's be honest, but it does show us what is of pleasure, what is of play and what is of value to us, right? In optimal circumstances. And so by looking at that, you can cultivate your life by design, right? So again, this is like the imagination station and we go, huh? But it also doesn't say you can't have it, right? Like if this is your ultimate dream, how close can you get to this in this incarnation? That's all we're trying to do. So if we get into imagination, then we can backtrack and start to make the to-do list towards this fantasy life. Like be real clear, like we are practical and magical, but there's nothing wrong with fantasy as long as we understand what is and is not grounded in reality. We require creative endeavors. We require imagination. And when we've lost our capacity to make creative solutions or to imagine things, then man, this human ship is sunk. Okay. So when this card comes up in my community, it says either embark on your life by design. Just give it a whirl, journal it out, jot it out, talk it out in your brain, right? Or if you've done this exercise, check in with it. Are these still things you really want? Is it still really true? Because it's time to wish big, okay? And there's a concept that no matter what we wish for as a human, the cosmic expanse wants to like three exit for us because our human brain can only hold so much potential, right? That's why the life by design is important because if we can get to fantasy and imagination, then we can start to really do some practical things towards it. Okay. Life by design and this card say, if you aim for the moon and you miss, you land on a star. It's not a bad gig, right? It calls us to have faith that what we are wishing for is also wishing for us. And when we can get honest and real about our wants, our wishes and desires, then magic can happen. Okay. Through clear planning through clear action and by leaving the door wide open to miracles to support our greatest wishes, okay? So I'm all about the 50-50 over here. I want all of us to manifest our greatest wants, wishes, and desires, but I am not prescribing that we just, you know, cast a spell, we just say a prayer. I need to put effort towards it in this lifetime. This is part of the deal about earth school. It requires effort, it is messy, and it is uncomfortable. And this is how we burn and clear and cash out the karma in order to progress energetically, progress the souls, progress this earth school. Okay, so the star card is number 17 in the tarot. One plus seven is eight. Eight is a number of empowerment. It's about circulation. It's about movement. It's about moving things around. And when you tip it on its side, this becomes the infinity symbol. And this is about stirring and flow and creativity. And it's the stirring and flow between humanity and divinity, between the unseen and the seen, right? Any creative endeavor is first just like a wacky idea. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. That was magic. I'm going to let it stir and brew around. 
Hmm. Then what are some actions I could take to bring it into fruition, right? If you imagine a painting, you're going to have to go get the supplies and then put it on canvas. Did it turn out exactly the way you imagined? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's better. Maybe you think it's worse, but really it's just something completely different and unexpected and very valid in its own space, right? And who cares what it looks like? What was the experience that you had doing it, right? So this year, 2024, is also an eight year. So it's just simply important to know that the card is connected to this year because they are in numerical alignment, right? Numerology, divination by numbers, it's got extra magic here. This year is truly a year that we can pull things into fruition that we've been wishing for and working towards for a really long time and or... It's the perfect year to start your life by design, start making big wishes, right? Use everything we learned because Pluto cleared Capricorn and start creating really actionable and tangible to-do lists to get as close to that as possible, okay? So the star card is also important to lean into because it plays a role in this year for sure. Aquarius, as an energy of the zodiac, offers us the magic of experimentation, creative thinking, and out there solutions, like way out there solutions, okay? It offers us healing the wounds of worthiness, belonging, being othered or labeled as a freak, air quotes, for any reason. Aquarius energy offers us the power of letting our brain float in the liminal space. Like so much of Aquarian energy is just like wandering the cosmic, like, I mean, yes, ethers, but it's like vapors. Vapors is the word that wants to move its way through. So just letting it float and just seeing what moves through. It offers us the power of high tech futurism for, that benefits the collective. Okay, so I know that especially for a spiritual and healing community, sometimes like high tech futuristic things seem scary out of alignment, but Aquarius is the alien and says, go there, go there, get weird, get way out there because this is where we need to be going. It offers us the challenge of getting big ideas to land, <laughs> to get them grounded um, with a map and actionable plans and tactics. It offers the challenge of getting connected to other humans because Aquarius energy is so way out there. Like being human can be weird, uncomfortable, gross, can be kind of insulting to be shoved in a skin suit. I say this all the time. And Aquarius goes, I don't need a fucking skin suit. Like I'm cosmic expanse. Just let me float. Let me fly. Let me connect. Let me channel, you know? And it's like, oh, but that's not what we're doing right now. If we're having a 3D earth school experience, we have to be in the vessel. So it can offer us the challenge of getting connected, not only to ourselves as a human being in a body, in a vessel, but like connecting with other human beings. Okay. Because I always say that, you know, humans are just, you know, one set of traumas bumping up against another set of traumas. And it's just true. And it's Aquarius is like, fuck that. I don't need to do this human shit. Like, and they'll just ghost and like, be like, I'm going to go live in my own brain and my own energies. But we're here to connect. We really are. 
And the last one that's moving through to be offered today is that Aquarius season, you know, offers the reality of a life by design that is inclusive, that is equitable, that is protective and providing for all humans, right? It is the humanitarian and the anthropologist of the chart. And it really says we can do this. We can provide for everyone. And now we're going to take a breath. Okay. So Aquarius is the element of air. A reminder of air in the tarot is represented by swords. This is our intellect, acumen, thought process, words. And around here with me, this is also our subconscious programming. Does a little striggy jiggy sometimes, right? Just hear that. So the element of air has everything to do with what we think, what we read, what we listen to, who we talk to, how we talk. And it's all contributing to our whole as a person, right? It teaches us that by shifting what we consume and what we put out there, the words we speak, that we can shift our consciousness, that we can invoke healing and progress and really see this connection between the unseen and the seen. Like words are magic, right? Because they popped into your head and then they make sound as they come out of your mouth and they have one meaning to you and perhaps another meaning to somebody else. So every word we speak is a spell and it has us really, you know, jamming through like the frequency in our mind really comes through in our words. Yes. And our actions and that we have power to shift that for the better. Okay. So this season always invites us into books, podcasts, documentaries, courses that present actual new ways of thinking about everything. I was going to say old things, right? This can get us, this can, this, this can get us into a state of being whipped up in a frenzy in our thoughts, um, getting carried away by other people, like that they're leading us into fear-based thinking or like anxious stuff, right? This can let our brain run away with us and create stress and anxiety and overwhelm. Um, it's a time to really focus on consuming things. This word has come up a lot for us, okay, in this cycle in Aquarius season. So I want to make note of it that our consumption. Now, in a Western culture, that's got all kinds of other connotations as well. But this cycle is really calling us to consume things that ground us in this season, right? Particularly if your chart is air heavy, and this includes foods, you know, think root veggies and clean animal proteins, slower and closer to the ground animals like pork or cattle, if those are a fit for your food code. Um, think music that calms and inspires and drives you along at a moderate pace, right? In our podcasts and books, aim for voices that are non-inflammatory. Like they're not trying to convince you of something. They're not trying to get you worked up into something. They're definitely not fear-based, right? Voices and words and guides that are calming, grounded, and wise, okay? So what we consume in this cycle is very loud. And so this offers and asks us perhaps for a shift or for some new voices, some new sounds um, to, to help cultivate actually neutrality in our tempos because Aquarius can just try to move too fast, right? 
This is like that wild out there. It's showing me, you know, like riding a rocket. Like Aquarius is like, yeah. And uh, the messaging is like, oh yes, but you know, you still need a, a, a landing pad, a home base to come back to. And all of the ways that we can consume things that help us create neutrality and not get carried away. Okay. And with that, let's do our Aquarius season tarot reading, shall we? Um, this is one card for the spirit in which to move through this season because there's no way out but through, okay? There's literally no way out but through. Um, the deck I'm using is Brit's third eye tarot. So one card for Aquarius season for this community. What is the spirit in which to move through things? If and when things feel low, stagnant, stuck, or blocked, how can we move through them more fluidly for balance, for learning, for healing? And if things are amazing and they're really sweet and they're going well, what's the spirit of wish to move through them in order to keep it that way as much as possible? What do we got? Interesting. Okay, my loves. We have pulled the seven of wands. I'm going to say it a little bit like that. Okay. So here we were talking about what we're consuming. We were talking a whole lot about air and the element of air, right? If we were to pull a card where I was like, oh yeah, it's going to offer us balance in this. It would have been a pentacle, right? Like earth, but we're getting fire. So wands are about bravery, courageousness, willpower, fire. They are also literally the magic wands that say, I will it so. Dear universe, here's what I want. Please bend the elements towards my will in this lifetime. So there is this whisper and narrative of, here we go. You can have what you want, if and when you're in co-creatorship with the universe, are you telling the universe what you want? Yes, one by wishes and prayers, but also with your actions, okay? Because actions speak louder than words. And that applies to the universe too, right? Are you acting like you want the things you say you want, right? So there's that. Wands are also, you know, again, they can be a tool they could be dangerous in the wrong hands. And so we have to watch how we wield them, which is giving this reflection of our words. Every word we speak is a spell. So please watch how you wield them. And what are you consuming? Are you consuming things that are just about hope and potential? Or are you being honest about the tactics to get there? Or are you consuming things that are, here's what's coming through, that keep you too far in fantasy land, escapism and um, avoidance? <laughs> You know, like you may, there's, there's this, the, the reverse, you know, the imbalance of this card is kind of coming through. Like you may need to check yourself. Like as a magic maker, it's really easy to move into escapism and think that that's the work where it's, it's not this Pisces moon loves some good escapism, but we have to be in practical application and functionality as well. So the spirit in which to move through the season is uh, the seven of wands. Just at its basic level, the seven of wands, as this is a, a test of integrity. Um, and old school, this card is like ugh, a little crunchy. Like there's a test of integrity. Are you really going to show up as your highest self in these moments? Um, 
So there's that. Things might get crunchy. The astrology of this season actually is pretty sweet and supportive. So for the collective, I'm not so much getting that vibe of like you're going to be tested on your integrity. It's more of a like allowing things to be integrous because you have been acting such. Okay, so the spirit in which to move through things, though, if this is the question that we're asking, says be integrous. When things get challenging and tough in this cycle, what is in alignment with your soul? So what is integrity? It's when your actions and your words match what you think, what you feel and what you believe. Okay, so integrous action is often very uncomfortable very uncomfortable because what's in alignment to your soul may not really jive with other humans. And we have to be comfortable doing what's right for us, what's right for the long game, or what's right for the greater good. And that often has nothing to do with instant gratification, people pleasing, or ease. Okay. So spirit in which to move through things, seven of wands, this is showing up in integrity in this cycle. And fascinatingly enough, this came up in magical mentoring, you know, that when you do the right thing in your life, it very often does not feel good. And I don't know a great way to explain how or why that works. I just know that my soul compass talks to my brain and talks to my heart. And then there's things that you're like, I don't want to do that, but it's the right thing to do. Oh, that's the next thing I got to do. And I've learned to do the uncomfortable thing <laughs> because otherwise it just drags out, kind of becomes a tower moment where you're like, fine, which is why I'm the villain in a lot of people's stories, why people think I'm very, you know, cold at times, kind of a, you know, bitch, but I'm just also like, it's okay to be seen that way when I'm doing things in right action, right? I'm not mean. I'm not, uh, you know, <laughs> malevolent is what the word is coming through. I'm not aiming to hurt anybody's feelings, but if somebody doesn't understand, right, the greater good or the greater story, doesn't want to embark on that dialogue, which I'm happy to have, then that's not my business, right? So the seven of wands says, in the season, the only way to move through it is an integrity. And what also came up in mentoring, which I love that I'm getting to offer this here, is that when and if you make a mistake, but it's going to be when, y'all, because we're human. We're here to make mistakes. We can't be in integrous right action in every single moment of the day. That would be perfect. And then there'd be no point in being in earth school. Most of integrous action is in repair and recovery. Something has happened. It doesn't sit well with us. Oh my God, we've been thinking about it. Oh, that doesn't feel good. But now I'm going to have to go correct it. That doesn't feel good either because it's going to be kind of embarrassing and uncomfortable. I'm like, Ugh. well, guess what our job is? Integrous right action is so much about recovery and repair and mending things, making things as better, better as we can after the fact, right? So seven of wands. Test of integrity, spirit in which to move through things. You got to move through things in integrity. And if you're unsure of the things that you really, like you may be unsure of like, what is my integrous action here? You got to check in with the vessel and with the body, right? It's going to tell you what's not okay and what's okay. 
it's going to tell you what's okay and not okay way before your brain. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Right. So you got to make friends with the body. Um, and I know just the place to do that in cornwellnessstudio.com. Um, but seriously, like there's a mat practice in that studio for a reason, right? Trusting the vessel is a thing. And it's often a thing we have to learn how to do and to cultivate. And in a patriarchal and a misogynist culture, that's not a simple or a small task. It can be simple, right? But it just may not be easy. So seven of wands. Um, in Brit's third eye tarot, the seven of wands actually has two women standing on a platform with a staircase behind them going up. Okay. So that's good. They're on a plateau, they're on stable ground and they are on their way up. Okay. There's a staircase that also leads down, but it's definitely got the vibes that they've already leveled up and they're standing on this plateau. Um, these two female presenting figures you know, it's kind of funny because they're standing in each other like uh, wand to wand. So it kind of looks like the Harry Potter, Voldemort, you know, like fight scene. But nothing about this seems angry like or like a fight. It actually feels like we're stronger together. We're joining forces. We're focused on both getting to the top. And if we joined forces and pooled our power is going to be easier and sweeter. Okay. So there is a little extra here of spirit in which to move through things is in collaboration, is in partnership, is in friendship. And it really, you know, at first glance, they, they're female presenting. So it's kind of like, you know, divine feminine power. We are so much better together. We really are. But I'm going to caveat that. <laughs> We are better together when we are in intersectional feminism. Like it's not better just because a bunch of female presenting vessels got together. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that's the case. It's not. If you have a community and connection to intersectional feminist women, female presenting vessels, then you've got some fucking magic. Because that dismantling of the internalized patriarchy, that dismantling, or at least awareness of internalized misogyny becomes magic. Because just a bunch of bodies and people together, partnerships together, don't make it healthy, right? So there's more in this card, right? And again, Aquarian energy is the we over me. It is community-based. It absolutely is. And in fact, Aquarius nature, and I don't know that I said it in the last episode is not it doesn't do feels like it doesn't care what you feel about anything actually in a constructive way it says what's going to solve it i don't care what your attachment is to nostalgia or how you feel about what's going to do it is it going to do it or not it super doesn't care whose idea it was right so aquarian energy is all of the expanse of a fully equitable culture and society completely non-binary says whatever you want to wear whatever you want to do that's up to you whatever's empowering and safe great that's not up to me but what benefits the community how do we take care of each other i mean what floats through my brain is i don't care what bathroom you use do you feel safe do you feel secure do you have your literal basic physical needs met at the very least 
Okay. Seven of Wands. Very interesting. Because another version of this is like, how do we fight our fights? Because wands are fiery, so this can be like, you know, how do we... I mean, swords are fighting too. They're like fighting words, right? But the actions that we take, there's a real call to working together in collaboration and right partnership rather than trying to fight to win it alone or to get to the top alone or to get through it alone. No, we've just got to let go of this narrative that everything's easier when we're alone and the distrust of people. We have to learn how to trust. I don't think you should trust all humans. <laughs> but finding community and humans you can trust, that's a whole nother kind of magic. Okay. With that, this reading is complete. These things are something better for the highest and greatest good of all involved to the harm of none. So mode it be. And so it is now. We as a collective will it so. Now I'll post a photo of our card in my Instagram stories the week this podcast airs. If you miss it, just DM me on Instagram and I'll just send it right on over to you. But you can Google it too. Brit's Third Eye Tarot, Seven of Wands. Um, but if you need me, that link is below in the show notes. Instagram is at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. All right. As always, and again, I hope this offering resonates. Take what works for you. Leave the rest. Thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading. If you're looking for more support and insight to Aquarius season, make sure to check out my deep dive into Aquarius energy. It's the Aquarius energy forecast in episode 54 directly before this one. And for members of unicornwellnessstudio.com, under the astrology section of your monthly membership, you'll see Zodiac Basics Aquarius there for you. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez and make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one 